All right, here we go. We're back at it again. Another episode of Cuse Yourself. We gave you guys a little teaser um, over the weekend, I believe. Posted up, told you we were going to talk about our top five favorite players at Syracuse University. Any sport, any era, just players that we saw that we enjoyed were our favorite players. So let's get it started. Here we go. Hey, do you want to go first? Okay, I will go first. Um, I preface this with saying it would probably change daily, if not hourly, uh, a few of them anyways. And um, mine are all basketball and football related. As are mine. Um, I did almost have a lacrosse. He made my honorable mentions. Yeah, if 10 years from now, there would probably be at least many women um, basketball players. But as far as my longevity of the love of the university, most of my time has been spent with basketball and football. Um, so my, my top five, actually six, um, are, are from those two sports. Saying that, then I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm surprised that a women's basketball player from this year did not make your list. She had to be close. Indeed. Emily? Yes. Yeah. Very close. Um, I figured that one was was really close to making your list. Yeah, she was definitely in in my mind as far as when I made the list. Um, but I went. Some of them went more of the longevity of my mm -hmm. love, and then some of them um, impactful. And on uh, both myself and how, what I feel about the university. Um, so certainly, Emily, if you ever happened to see this video, you were on my mind. Um, but as far as the top five, uh, not today. <laughs> All right, so give me number five. Right. So give number five, um, Rob Long. And I, I, we did not tell each other we what, do not know our what our, our top five uh, was going to be. And I, I thought this one might throw you for a little bit of a loop. Um, I've always nice. loved Syracuse football, always. And and I love watching the players and, and what they do for me, but I also love to watch kind of if I can see a little bit of their their love for the university. And and Rob Long in his first three years at Syracuse, that was of course the era where kickers meant a lot to the football program. <laughs> um, and and then of course his senior year, um, you know, we were starting to kind of make a little bit of a run halfway through the season thinking things were gonna look good. Um, after the Boston College game, which was our last home game, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. He ended up the you know imminent surgery, so he has the surgery. We make the pinstripe bowl, the inaugural pinstripe bowl, which at that time was the best thing happening for us. And 13 days after he had surgery, he was on the sideline, wrapped up in post-surgery stuff, not knowing what his outcome was going to be, not knowing what treatment was going to lie ahead, and was at that game on the sideline rooting for his his kids, his love, his brothers, and we ended up winning. And I would like to think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the kids that were still on the field had a bit of 
let's do it for Rob mentality. That's awesome. So that's that's a good one. I like that one. And definitely now, threw me. I did not. Yeah. Did never. I should have knowing you the way I do. I should have probably put some thought into yeah, that. Yeah. Now he's a director for uplifting athletes, which is a huge thing around here too. Awesome. So yeah. He's good number five. Player. Thank you. I'm not nearly as cool as you are. <laughs> Goodness gracious. My number five is actually a late scratch. Right before we sat down, I changed my number five. I have an honorable mentions list that has about 13 names on it and could have been interchangeable at any given time at the end. My top four are locked in place. So now after a late scratch, my number five is Marek Dolezal, who was a late addition. His freshman year, we started watching him. And I love everything about this kid and the way he plays the game. Everything. I'm a fan of basketball in its purest form, which I believe is played better overseas than it is here in America. Call it what you will. European players play a different style of basketball, and it's more enjoyable for me. And I love the way the kid plays the game. I love the heart he puts out there. I love the hustle. He's on the floor. The kid just gives it everything he's got. There's no way that somebody who's 6'11 and 123 pounds should be playing center in big-time Division I college basketball, and nothing scares him. And when he finishes his career here at Syracuse and he moves on, one of the things that everybody who loved him will always remember is the charge he took against Zion this year. There weren't many people standing in front of Zion Williamson this year, and the doctor just didn't care. He didn't care. He took that charge. He stood up. Um, he reminds me of a guy who's also on my honorable mentions list, of Christoph Anjanat, who I adored while he was here. But I think the doctor's a little more skilled in his basketball game. So that's my number five is Marek Dolajai, the doctor. Nice. On to four. All right. Four, I have a tie. Wait. Yes. So you have six. I do have six. So you're a cheater. I am. Heard. But that's all right. All right. Give me your tie at four. All right. So my tie at four is O'Shea. Mm -hmm. Because as I mentioned in the previous video, he means a lot to my growth in Syracuse athletics. Um, he was, like I said before, was the first kind of kid that I followed way before he ever came here. Um, and will continue to follow in everything that he does, and I wish him all the best in what we've come to find out in the last couple of days with him. Um, and I don't know, I've just really enjoyed watching him play. I think that he has brought a lot to our basketball program at this point. Um, and so he is he is one of my number four. And my, the other one? My other number four is Silent G. Silent G Good was choice. a rock star. How can you not love somebody who leaves Duke and comes to us? First and foremost, um, my main reason, and for those who know me, this won't come as a surprise at all. My main reason for putting him in my top five was what he did after the Virginia game and the tournament when we beat Virginia. And he took time out of his celebration to walk over <laughs> and give London Parentes a pat on the back. I wasn't sure if you were going to get the name. It was. Yeah. London Parentes. Um who was slouched over in his seat after the loss. Right, because he was a senior. Yeah, he was a senior. That was the end of his career at Virginia. 
and class act mm -hmm. was silent G. And that, yeah, that meant a lot for me to see as, as a mom, as a fan, as whatever that, that's, that's an awesome there. choice. And I'm, I, I'm glad you put him on there because he was definitely one that slipped my mind. A lot of people don't realize when you talk about Michael Benege, when he came from Duke, he was a small forward. He got forced into, force is a strong word, but forced into taking over point guard duties. He was every bit of 6'7", if I'm not mistaken. He came in as a small forward from Duke and took over at point guard, and him and Trevor Cooney at the top of that zone, I don't know that we've seen a better two defenders at the top of the zone. And like Tyus and Frank were great. They were great defensively at the top of the zone. And we've had some great defenders across the board. But, man, when Silent G and Trevor buckled down defensively, they were just – they were rocks. That's a really good choice. I like your number four. I like those. My number four is a little bit of a kickback. We're going to go back in time a little bit. We're going to flash it back to a guy who I don't think gets enough credit in the stable of Syracuse running backs. And that's Walter Reyes. Okay. Walter Reyes, his sophomore and junior year, was an, un was an unstoppable force on the football field. Uh, he ended up getting hurt his senior year, didn't have the production that we were hoping he was actually in Heisman talks going into his senior year. And he was humble and hardworking and, you know, rest in peace. Uh, recently passed, not extremely recently, but too soon. And was just a guy I loved watching play. When he touched the ball, he made things happen. He was a tough runner. He was fast and the unfortunate circumstance for him is in the stables of Jim Brown, Larry Zonka, Floyd Little, Joe Morris, like all those guys. He's the forgotten running back we don't talk about. And he doesn't get nearly enough credit. I believe he's second in rushing at Syracuse. He might be first. Maybe should have done some research and I didn't. He might be, he might be first in rushing at Syracuse. But I remember when he passed uh, Larry Zonka for second place specifically. And after the game and the interview, he was just humble. He didn't want to talk about it. It's not about me. He was never about him. And so Walter Reyes was number four. I loved watching that kid play. Number three. All right, number three. Uh, my number three is Sherm, the general. That's way farther down the list than I expected to see the Sherm. Um, wow. There's... Numerous players, basketball in particular, that I could pick in the 80s that kind of started my my love for the game. I, I was, you know, whatever, 10 when he started playing. Um, but that era <clears throat> of, of Syracuse basketball was certainly the kind of the first era that I remember watching, that I remember loving, that I remember cheering, going to the games with my dad, going to the, to the Dome. Um, and I don't know, it was just, I was always... Sherm was my dude. Um, I recently, before the Duke game this past year, when at Destiny, when they were all there, I did tell him that um, I could have my marriage annulled if, <laughs> if he was available. Of course, I did also tell him that as I was having him sign 
this particular photograph. That picture, yes. <laughs> um, and, and so his response was, you're actually, you're asking me to marry you while I'm signing the picture of your husband, which, yes, <laughs> that, that is my response to that. Um, so yeah, sure, Sherm is my number three. Probably could have moved up, um, but you'll you'll see. And in, in, there must be a surprise in here at number two. Yeah, I, I think mm. I think there is going to be a surprise for you at number two. Not but sure, not sure what not and, sure what to like, do with this information. I, I preface this with saying it truly could change by the day. My whole life is a lie. <laughs> but yeah, I don't sure. understand. All right, where were we? Three. Yeah. All right, number three for me is Lazara Sims. Lazara Sims was a hometown hero. Went to Syracuse, went to the national championship game, and was the leader, while not necessarily the best player, that would be John Walsh. If I could have put the whole 96 team on here without being called a cheater, I would have. Uh, Jason Zapola is in my honorable mentions. Otis Hill, John Wallace, Marius Yunulis, Elvira Altina, that whole team. I was 17 when that team made the run. So I was just coming into my own as a human, and now I have my license, and I can go to games on my own. So that was the first team that I followed on my own, mm -hmm. without you know having to go with my parents or with somebody else. Or I went with friends, and we watched and we followed that team. And I remember when they came back, I was at the airport when they came back, and then I went to the pep rally, and I got the autographs, and... Man, it was just, that team meant so much to me and my fandom. And with Lazara Sims being from Syracuse and just being the point guard and the director out there on the floor, I remember his triple-double game where he only took, I believe, eight shots. He went eight for eight from the floor and had 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and it was just like this complete package of who he was. He wasn't flashy. He wasn't showy. He just went out there and got the job done. And I love that kid. I love Lazara Sims. So that's my number three. So tell me about two. All right, you ready? Tell me a story. All right. My number two, um, he <laughs> has impacted me. It's a, a, a recent player. Impacted me and impacted my the next level in which, dare I speak for both of us, um, want to see our fandom becoming. Um, we have always loved this university. We have always loved you know, going to the games and getting involved and, and being excited. But this particular player um, is, has allowed me to bring it to the next level. My number two is everybody's favorite upside down quarterback, Matt Keller. Okay. Um, just the most incredible human being ever. Zero reason this kid has to pay any attention to any of my ridiculous antics. And, and he does, and he, he does it with, I think, sincere agreeance. Yeah. <laughs> he allows me to be the crazy fan that I am. Oh, he's a sincere kid. He's a, uh, he's a great kid. And as well as an incredible athlete. And I don't know how many people really pay attention to what our special teams does. I would imagine a lot of people certainly that are following us and following this um, step that we're taking now with uh, Cuse Yourself, they do. Um, but 
Dude, our special teams like allows nobody to go nowhere. No, our special teams is, was arguably the best in the country last year as a, as a whole. And if you group. ever get a chance to just go ahead and watch the Camping World again, the, the bowl game again, just take a quick peek at 47. My boy, the long snapper, snaps that ball and then guns blazing yeah. will take out anybody in front of him. Yeah, they put a double team on him on our, our second punt. Yeah. I remember we watched and we were we talked about it that yeah. day. Because on the very first punt, they didn't, and that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And he went down there and blew that play up. And on the second punt, they they put a double team on him because they had to. Because he, he snapped the ball and he went barreling downfield. Good choice. Surprising. I did not I didn't see that coming. Uh we we love Matt Keller. That kid is uh he went through a lot in his senior year with the injury at Clemson. To come back from that in time for the Camping World Bowl. And that also plays into my, I love to see the impact that these kids have on each other. Because had we gone to any, okay, so obviously the Camping World Bowl and then the New Year's Six after that. Had we finished in a position where the bowl game would have been before the camping bowl or before the camping world, he would not have played. Right. So in my in, in my brain, the way this worked out was everybody rallied enough to get the job done to make sure we had another week before he played. Yeah, he got cleared just was, in time. That was the week, yeah, that was when he got cleared to play. Um and, and so his senior year he was didn't end in South Carolina. It didn't end in Death Valley. That was not the way he was gonna go out. That his his senior year and a, a position that goes unrecognized extremely often until there's not one, and we were extremely fortunate as Syracuse fans uh, to have another long snapper on the roster who did a, an extremely good job while Matt was gone. But when you're missing one, you can watch NFL tape of NFL teams who only have one, and that guy gets injured. Uh, happened to the Eagles two seasons ago when they had to bring in their backup tight end to snap, and it just didn't work. They stopped kicking extra points that game. So it's it's a position that goes unrecognized very often, and he was a just a, a horse for us for four years. He put that ball on the money every single time. And to bring for full circle is the treasurer for the Syracuse uh, chapter of uplifting athletes. So five with Rob Long, um, the director, and I see what you did there. Matt also. That was creative. I see what you did there. Well played. All right. So who's your number two? Number two for me was my first love as a fan of Syracuse athletics. It was Stevie Thompson. Okay. I was young. Young enough to understand the fandom and the team and to watch and know what I liked. He was definitely in my mind for today. But, man, Stevie Thompson was something special. He was the most athletic kid I had ever seen. He jumped through the gym. He was fun to watch. He made the game fun. I loved Stevie Thompson. And I was young, and I don't remember a lot of specifics about his time. I just remember Stevie as a whole and his body of work and what he meant to this university. Because he was a big recruit for us at the time. Yeah, I love me some Stevie Thompson. He was he 
jump-started my fandom at a young age and got me to who I am now, the, the super fan that you see before you today, is all thanks to C.V. Thompson. So we go to number one. I don't think there's any debate. I don't, yeah. I don't I'm pretty so. sure we have the same number one. Actually, if we don't, I'm going to go ahead and pack my bags. <laughs> Probably not staying here tonight. Yeah. No, indeed we do. Uh, so go ahead. I'll let you. I'll let you start, and I will chime in. All right. So our collective number one. Um, <laughs> how could it be anybody other than Eric Dungey, um, who I have labeled as the pearl to our football program? Um, this kid has done more for our football program the the jump start of what we now see what we have started to see over the past year to two years what we're going to see in the future um is due really to the entire uh entirety of this past class um but pirated by by eric Dungey. and he his his passion his love his enthusiasm his drive Everything for the game, he, he gave it all. He left nothing, you know, undone, unfinished. Every game, every play, every drive, every snap, everything. He, he gave everything to us. Um, and, and we'll be talking about him for years to come. We'll be referencing him from years to come. There'll be recruits that come in here because of what he did and, and what he changed. Um, there's... We kind of just threw together some some backdrops today. Uh, of course, he he made a couple of them. Um, he's yeah he he's a very important person to our to our program to the university to the butts in the seats. He he's done a lot um, for us and and has been an incredible athlete and and did a lot you know as far as the win loss column um, and and is just yeah. I, I agree. Obviously, Eric Dungey is number one on my list as well. Your comparison to the pearl of our football program is as close to spot on as I can imagine. The only difference being that the football program once was right. and is now coming back, whereas Pearl sparked a program that was on its way up. Eric Dungey came into a program that was far from on its way up that was on its third coach in seven years or six years and chose Syracuse and came here into our section of the Northeast having zero expectation to start that freshman year. Terrell Hunt was the guy. Mm -hmm. And actually, as Syracuse fans, we had high expectations for Terrell Hunt. He was athletic and big and strong. And then on... The third play of the opening game, or I'm exaggerating, it might have been a little later than that, but not much. Terrell Hunt goes down with that knee injury, and it has been all Eric Dungey for four years since then. He broke every record imaginable at Syracuse. He put up every number you could ever imagine. He worked as hard, if not harder, than anybody else out there. Mentally got through a bunch of injuries that happened because... There's no play he doesn't finish off. Sliding's not really a thing for Eric Dungey. 
And for me, as a former player and a former athlete, that's how I played everything. Everything was all out all the time till it's all dead and blood on the field. Nothing else mattered. And that's how we played. And I respected that since he came in his freshman year. And there were a few games in the span that I felt were winnable games if Eric Dungey was on the field. Uh, one of those being the 2015 LSU game that we were at. And Dungey had gotten hurt. And I believe Austin Wilson was the immediate backup who had gotten hurt. And walk-on Zach Mahoney came and did a tremendous job. But I can't help but think in that close game, if we had Eric Dungey, we beat LSU at home that year. Those are signature type wins, and those are the things that Eric Dungey brought. Um, and he brought it with humility. He did. He brought it. He was humble, and he brought it with humility. And he, we've been fortunate enough to meet and speak with him on a few occasions. And he's just a good kid, and humble, and works as hard as anybody. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing him lay it all out on the line and make that Giants roster. I know he's got an uphill battle in front of him. Like this is not, this isn't a gimme. But they liked him enough to bring him in and give him some opportunities at different places. And I think if anybody, if you're in a competition at preseason against Eric Dungey, your odds are not good at any position. I don't care where they put him. I don't care if they put him in special teams. I don't care if they put him in tight end. <clears throat> I don't care if they put him in quarterback. I think the value he brings should be enough to make a roster. I'm really hoping. I know that I'm completely biased. I am 100% biased. You don't have to tell me that. We know this information, and it's okay. But, yeah, Eric Dungey is definitely number one. He brought excitement back. I think it is really more than anything else. He brought excitement to a program that... While Nassib made a career in the NFL and worked many years without ever having to see the field, he wasn't exciting. Right. And, you know, the Troy Noons era and R.J. Anderson era and all of those, they worked and they tried and they, they played hard and all the kids in between, they weren't the excitement that fills the dome. There's been a buzz in the dome for four years. There's a buzz around this program right now, and it's thanks to Eric Dungey and that senior class that just graduated, and thanks to Dino Babers, and boy, we got we got some stuff to look forward to this year in football. Uh, we're not going to get into a lot of basketball talk just yet because I know O'Shea's leaving, but basketball is post-football, so we'll be doing probably more football talk in the upcoming time because there's a lot happening there. There's a lot happening there. So we're going to give some football breakdowns here in the next upcoming segments going forward of what we see. But that's our top five. I have Marek Dolajai, Walter Reyes, Lazara Sims, Stevie Thompson, and the Warrior Eric Dungey. I've got Rob Long, uh, tie for four with Silent G and O'Shea, uh, Sherm, my boy Matt Keller, and, of course, Eric Dungey. Uh, I know there wasn't really a lot of... Uh, me going at Chris, which has been requested of me, 
Um, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. <laughs> like, it's can we wait till I do something wrong? Not typically, but <laughs> but definitely share with us what maybe your top five might be, or you know what you think about our top five. Um, Give us, tell us what you want to hear. Give us yeah. ideas of what you'd like us to talk about in the future. Um, this is just our takes on Syracuse as we see it, and unfortunately for you guys, we don't argue much about Syracuse. Much. Yeah. Sometimes. Only when you're wrong. Which is every now and again. Uh, but like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow the blogs on thepulp.blog. Where else? Everywhere else. We are currently on Spotify. I have not checked iTunes to see if we're up yet. I assume we are at this point. It's been a little over a week. We might be on iTunes at this point. But... Follow us everywhere, share it out there, get it on your Facebook page, let everybody see it. Let's get more people, more Syracuse fans involved. Give us your top five underneath in the comment section, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you see this. And go Cuse Bleed Orange.